This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. How we doing? How was the weekend? How were the games? Uh, I know it was an interesting weekend for a lot of you guys out there. Let's hope you cashed, walked away with more than you started. That's the point, right? That's the point of all this nonsense. But uh, what we're going to do, like we do on every Monday, and uh, I apologize for getting this show out late. It's been a busy day. We had to record uh, another podcast, College Football Weekly. Just got that done, and then... Uh, I start my uh, class here. I got class in about uh, 12 minutes from now. So let's get this thing done. Uh, For those who don't know, class, I'm not still in college. I'm retaking uh, some, well, taking some data science courses to further improve my sports betting portfolio. So uh, data science, man, that stuff is tough. And I've, I've been spending so much time on the computer, even more than I normally do. That uh, I got these uh, these blue blocker glasses. Have you guys heard of these things? They like block out the certain blue light or something like that. I'm not smart enough to know how they work, but you know something that comes into your retinas through the computer. It's supposed to block it. I don't know if it's doing anything. I think this may be a big sham. In, in in the box that they came in, it gives you like a test to do. And it says you know sh- shine this blue light on this little card that they give you. And it'll look dark without the glasses, and you put the glasses on, and everything looks light. And I, I put the glasses on, and it looks the exact same. So I hope I'm not getting getting the old uh, the old switcherooski. I don't know, but I got them on right now. I look smarter. I don't know if it's going to translate to the games, but anyway, I don't know. If you guys have found any that works, let me know at Sharp Angle Pod. Give us a follow on Twitter. But I don't know. I'm hoping they work. I don't really see much going on that's different, but. I digress. We're going to do some takeaways from NFL Week 9. And uh, let's start with the uh, Ravens and Colts. Look, I I still don't think that we know exactly how good Lamar Jackson is. I don't want to do this whole thing of piling on Lamar Jackson. Clearly, he's, he's capable of playing NFL quarterback. That's not the question. The question is, can Lamar Jackson be good, be elite week after week after week? And you know, I, I do believe that this 24-10 win against Indianapolis shows a lot about Baltimore's defense and their offense. You know, Indianapolis has a pretty good defense, and I think this was Lamar Jackson's first opportunity that he really did well where a lot of people were questioning him. Um, granted, the, the Colts did have a lot of injuries both going into the game and uh, during the game. You know, T.Y. Hilton before the game, except I'm not sure about T.Y. Hilton this year. He looks like he slowed down to me. But he did lead the team in receptions coming into this game. Uh, tight end Jack Doyle, he got, uh, you know, concussion-type symptoms during the game, had to be pulled. But uh, aside from all that, you know, I do think Lamar Jackson looked better. As long as the, the, as long as the, the Ravens aren't forced into a situation where they just have to drop back and throw, I think they'll be just fine. So they have to keep her on the ball, have to keep improving, and they did improve to 6-2 and two, uh, on the year. So uh, big win there for Baltimore, and my takeaway is Lamar, you know, he, he showed everyone that he can be a good quarterback. Uh, speaking of showing everyone you can be a good quarterback, I said last week that I didn't think uh, – Tua Tungaviola had what it took to be a really, really good NFL quarterback. And I cited things like his size, his decision-making, his arm. The one thing that Tua has to have going for him is the accuracy. Like, that is what he was drafted for. That's what people have said since he was at Alabama. This guy's unbelievably accurate, unbelievably accurate. And the Dolphins, I think, are perfectly set up to be 
a good team around him. You know, I mean, the Miami Dolphins, first of all, have an underrated defense. Let's not forget that. You know, very, very good defense. No one talks about it. And I think that needs to be brought up more. But, uh, you know, Tua Tungaviola is, is in his second NFL start, he at least proved that he can be uh, patient. He can be composed. He can sit back in the pocket and pick people out. And honestly, I, I thought it was his post-game press conference, his interviews, that I liked so much about the kid. Now, the, the book is still out. Can he make the throws? Can he stand in the pocket? And all of that. But what I liked seeing from the plays that were called is that those coaches put Tua in a very comfortable position. I mean, he was either rolling out to the left, dropping back in the pocket, getting rid of it very quickly, a lot of screen passes, a lot of a lot of plays where he didn't have to just sit there and think. And when you take that much off his shoulders, he's going to be the quarterback that they drafted him to be. He's going to revert to his instincts, which I think Tua Tungavella's instincts are very, very good. And so, you know, while I'm not ready to say, oh, everyone was wrong about Tua, this guy is going to be a good NFL quarterback, I think he at least proved that he can overcome some of those issues that a lot of us had about him. And he went out and beat a good Arizona Cardinals defense on the road, you know, East Coast to West Coast. We always bring it up when it's negative for the players. Why not bring it up when it's positive too? So although I'm not completely sold on Tua, he sure surprised me this weekend. And look, I don't think the Dolphins are a fluky team. I think this is a good team, offense, defense. They're going to win games despite how good or bad their quarterback does. But as we've seen time and time again, it really does depend who's your quarterback, how's he playing. And right now, two is playing good enough for the Miami Dolphins to improve to five and three. All right, uh, Buffalo, Seattle. This was an interesting one. And you guys heard me say it last weekend, both on the NFL show on Friday and on Sunday morning's quick picks that the Seattle Seahawks were in a sandwich spot. Bad spot, right? They uh, had, I think it was Arizona last week or whoever it was. Uh, it was an in-conference opponent. And then this week, they're at Buffalo flying across the country. Uh, then, you know, this upcoming game, they go back home and play the LA Rams, another division opponent. It was not a good spot for Seattle. And that's why I said I didn't like Seattle last week. Now, if I would have been forced to choose a side, it probably would have been the Seahawks. But the good thing is, as betters, we don't have to bet every single game. And this was, uh, you know, a pass for me. But Josh Allen, I mean, talk about looking very good. 415 yards, three touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Josh Allen in his career has really struggled with teams with that have a record at least three games above 500 and Seattle fit that bill. But this is a different year for Josh Allen. He's proving that he's learned, he's gotten better, he can run, and he can really do a lot of damage from the pocket. And Russell Wilson didn't look very good this weekend, right? A lot of these good quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, even Kyler Murray, kind of took that step back this weekend. And I think it's a good reminder not to get too high on anybody in the NFL. And the Seahawks defense showed up and looked like the Seahawks defense. That's why we can't overreact to any given week. Seattle looks good one week. Jamal Jamal Adams back in the lineup. They added Carlos Dunlap, and they still go out and lay an egg on the road. Now, again, bad spot for Seattle, but if you think adding Carlos Dunlap to that defense is immediately going to solve problems, it's not. And, uh, you know, big win there for the Bills, bad loss for, for the Seahawks, but I think both those teams are going to be just fine in the long run. That was a big uh, big sandwich spot for, for, for Seattle, and the Bills took advantage, so give them credit. All right, uh, Chiefs and Panthers. Oh, boy, Christian McCaffrey reminded everybody how good he can be. By the way, I have Christian McCaffrey in one of my fantasy football leagues. That didn't last very long. He came back for one game. Now, he rushed the ball 18 times, 70 yards, and a touchdown, caught 10 passes on it for 105 yards and a touchdown. 
the dude came back and was electric. And I better not hear any of this. Hey, he came back. Why don't you nurse him back? Make sure he's good to go. First of all, didn't reaggravate any injuries. He had a new injury, which was his shoulder. But this is what happens in the NFL. This is exactly what I talked about last Monday on my What We Learned in the NFL last week. If you play in the NFL and you're healthy enough to play, you're going to play. This isn't college football. This isn't high school football where uh, if you're okay, you're questionable, we'll nurse you into the game, we'll get you 10, 15 snaps. Absolutely not. Christian McCaffrey is ready to go. You cannot put any blame on that coaching staff, but you just feel so bad for McCaffrey and the rest of that team. I mean, this is a good team. Again, they lost by two points to, to the Chiefs last week. The, the Super Bowl favorites. And if they were healthy, them being the Carolina Panthers, I, I think they could absolutely make the playoffs this year. So it's not good for Carolina. They, they dropped to three and six, but that's a good team who just lost another very good player. And uh, tough, tough for Christian McCaffrey and the, uh, the uh, Panthers. But the Chiefs get the big win, 33-31 after trailing in that game. Titans, Bears, not a whole lot that we learned from this game. You know, the Bears kind of are who we thought they were. We all thought they were better than that initial record and probably not as bad as a below 500 team. You know, things are normalizing for the Bears and the Titans. You know, with a banged-up defense, without Jadavion Clowney, they managed to get the the, the close win. So you got to give it to Tennessee. Uh, Hard-fought game for both teams. Not a whole lot to take away from that one. Uh, Minnesota and Detroit, man. Dalvin Cook is having quite a season. He's blown up the last couple weeks. I think it's 858 yards the last two weeks. Now, Derrick Henry did miss uh, one and a half games earlier this year. And, uh, but, but I mean, I'm telling you what, if there's anyone playing better football right now, I want you to tell me who that is. Cook made uh, great blocks during the game. He got in the touchdown again. So uh, twice, I think. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's standing out right now. The, the, the Vikings are riding Dalvin Cook to whatever he can take them to do this year. Kirk Cousins, not a very good uh, season so far, not a very good game, but look, you score 34 points and Dalvin Cook gets 200 yards on the ground, 45 in the air and two touchdowns. That's all you're going to need. On the other side, the Detroit Lions have not looked good at all. It's been five double-digit losses against Minnesota for uh, Matt Patricia. Nine straight division defeats, and now two and a half seasons into his uh, head coaching uh, job there at, uh, at Detroit, things aren't looking good for Matt Patricia. And things really, it's funny, you look at the Bill Belichick coaching tree, no one's had a whole lot of good success. We all think of Mike Vrabel with Tennessee, but things are not going good right now for, for the Lions. And, you know, I, I think that Matt Patricia could be out of there very soon. Matt Stafford, I think he's entering a new deal, and that's uh, not good in Detroit right now. So big win for Minnesota, but just as big a loss for the Detroit Lions. Uh, uh, Atlanta, Denver, again, didn't, didn't learn a whole lot from this game. We knew Atlanta had one of the better offenses. You know, Denver put late points up, but it's just a high-scoring game between two bad teams and didn't learn a whole lot from that. Same with the Giants and Washington. Like, I'm not going to sit here and break that thing down. That was two bad teams. Somebody had to win. Giants get the win 23-20, but, I mean, we can't sit here and divulge, you know, break that one down. Um, and I'm running out of time here. My class starts soon. Uh, let's see. What else we got on the docket for last weekend? Texans, Jags. This was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Why? Because I was square. I should have taken Jacksonville. I should have seen it coming. And look, I said this on Sunday's show. I would have taken Jacksonville, but all those injuries, so injured, so banged up, it didn't matter. Jake Luton came out, uh, had a good game. I think he finished the third or fourth best fantasy quarterback this week. Uh, DJ Shark Jr. really helped Jake Luton kind of get comfortable in this game. And I can't repeat this enough. And I should have told myself this last weekend. It was that 
in the NFL, if there's a quarterback injury, we shouldn't just sell all of our stock on that offense. Like, it's the NFL. They're not just going to stop throwing the football. Jake Ludden had a – Ludden, Luton, whatever the hell his name is, uh, had a very good game last week. And, you know, again, not a very good matchup between two underachieving teams, but Houston barely hangs on to get the win, 27-25. to 25. And the last game I'll go over, Las Vegas Raiders, the Raiders, taking on the L.A. Chargers. Raiders get the win, 31 31- one to 26 uh Raiders cornerback Isaiah Johnson had two pass breakups in the end zone on the final two plays of the game Chargers on the other side of things this weekend trying to come back in the fourth quarter could not get it done but remember they held a lead earlier in that game that now makes it five straight games the LA Chargers were leading couldn't hold on to the lead and end up giving it away this time to the Las Vegas Raiders uh I don't think uh, Anthony Lynn has much more time left in LA he's one of the worst coaches in the NFL one of the worst coaches the last five years the Chargers need a new head coach you know what I've been hearing a lot of is uh, Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if they're going to want him, but Jim Harbaugh probably going to be out of Michigan soon. That could be a good landing spot for uh, for Mr. Khaki Pants there. Jim Harbaugh to the LA Chargers? Not so sure, but man, my takeaway from this game is John Gruden. This dude just keeps getting better. And I said this last week that you leave any industry for 10 years and it's tough to come back and be great, but John... John Gruden's doing it, man. I mean, he studied the game. He knew how he wanted to do when he came back, and he's doing it. He's winning games. This could be very well a playoff team, especially with the expanded playoffs this year. Las Vegas Raiders get the win, 31-26 at the LA Chargers. All right, that does it for today's show. I've got to get going. Good luck on whatever you guys have in tonight's Monday Night Football. Monday Night Party. Do they still do that song before? I don't know. I think they do. But uh, anyway, whatever you guys have, good luck. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.